morning, just for a moment, um, I'll go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, and we'll start at verse 24. So Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 24, and I'll just give everybody a moment to, to get there. All right, so, okay, um, Lord, Lord, I, I, I pray, Lord, that, Lord, that I, I, can, I can give this uh, study um, uh, the, the way that you would want me to give it, Lord, and I pray, Lord, please, uh, I pray for us to receive your word. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Verse 24, doth the plowman plow all day to sow? Doth he open and break the clods of his ground? When he hath made plain the face thereof, doth he not cast abroad the fitches and scatter the cumin and cast in the principal wheat and the appointed barley and the rye in their place? For his God doth instruct him to discretion and doth teach him. For the fitches are not threshed with a threshing instrument, neither is a cartwheel turned about upon the cumin, but the fitches are beaten out with a staff and the cumin with a rod. Red corn is bruised because he will not ever be threshing it, nor break it with the wheel of his cart, nor bruise it with his horsemen. This also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working." Amen. We, we, we may be seated. So, yeah, I wanted to um, go through that, that passage of Scripture. Um, and, and the reason why is uh, in it, um, if we go back to, well, let me just lay out some groundwork first. So, again, yeah, the main thing I want to convey here is um, choosing the right tool. For the job, so that that's really um, what we're seeing in verse twenty-seven. So it says, "For the fitches are not threshed with a threshing instrument." Okay, so when I when I read that, I'm like, "Well, what are fitches, right?" So what what is that? And what it is is it's actually a a, a plant, and and going further, it's like a very fragrant plant. It's cultivated in gardens. And so um, a threshing instrument basically is like what they would use um, in, like, Palestine or in, in Syria. They had, like, two uh, bolted planks, and then underneath they had either stones or, like, uh, sharp metal teeth. And that was used to, like, thresh out the wheat or a- a- any other type of crop. And so basically, you know, yeah, this little plant in the garden, we're, we're not going to be using oxen to like thresh those plants and so um you know what i want to explain there is uh you know uh, the pastor did, did show me like some of the uh the the documentation on the um you know trying to manage a project and um yeah just going into that yeah you really have to you know not only is it just like you know like a physical tool but you've got other tools like the intellectual tools as well um, even like processes or even uh, team members that might be on your team and again it's like you know 
how, how do you fit, you know, that person or that resource to accomplish the task? So again, um, yeah, so again, verse 27. So again, the, these uh, plants in the garden are not threshed with a threshing instrument. And, and again, yeah, the, the, the fitches, one other thing I'll just say about them. Um, apparently, uh, the seed of those plants is uh, black, and it has a strong aromatic smell to it. And just so you know, like where I got the information, um, so there's a Bible dictionary that I found um, at one of the universities. It's from uh, 1833, but again, it was written by a pastor who actually traveled over to Israel, and again, his main um, focus was always on on the Bible. So, so again, I, I, I did resource a very uh, a reliable source. So, um, yeah, just going back through the uh, um, verse, if we're on verse 27, neither is a cartwheel turned about upon the coming. So again, uh, the cartwheel upon the coming. Well, what is that? What is the what is the coming? And that's basically um, a plant. It's another fragrant plant, but its seed yields like a um, aromatic oil, and it's uh, warm and it's stimulating. And uh, what's interesting is that actually in Matthew twenty three twenty three, Jesus actually repro- he reproved the Pharisees, explaining, okay, you're giving your tithes, and coming is one of the plants that was mentioned in that verse. And he, he explained, you have all the focus on that, and yet you're 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 not you're not adhering to God's law. Like you're you're, you're missing the the point of God's law. So again, like like the justice was being missed there. But again, going back to like project management and going back to this verse, you know, we're talking about again another fragrant plant in a garden, and you're not just going to roll over that with a cartwheel. So again, you know, again, uh, you know, it might be um, maybe some tools and some resources that we uh, plan. It might be like overkill. It might be like over the top. So again. You know, that, that's, uh, it's just important to know, like, okay, you know, what are my resources? You know, what are my capabilities? And uh, those are just things to take into consideration. Now, um, one other thing that we find um, inside of the uh, verse is actually uh, God tells us, you know, how, how do you address, like, these small plants? So he tells us in verse 27, the fitches are beaten out with a staff. Again, we're, we're not going to take two oxen and just bulldoze over them, right? Right. So, you know, a staff is like, you know, the stick, and you're, you're going to beat out, you know, those seeds. Uh, in order to get those seeds, you're going to use a staff. And then also, it says that the cumin is beat out with a rod. So, again, you know, that plant that, you know, later on in Matthew 23, 23, that Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, you know, you're using a rod to extract, you know, the, the, uh, the seed in order to, to, to get that, that oil. So, again, um, you know, in, in my own experience, I mean, um, yeah, like I had the, God gave me the opportunity um, years back. Um, I worked at the uh, solar thermal plants over in California and, yeah, they put me in charge of some projects over there. So, again, um, you know, just as an example, like, um, we had to 
upgrade like a certain uh, system, and um, but we really had to think through it because you had the electrical aspect, then you had the controls aspect, then you had the piping aspect, safety. I mean, there's so many things, but you've got to, um, as Pastor was showing me, like he showed me like the task list, and then you had somebody assigned and then there was like a due date. Again, like those are things that like we utilize there at the plant. So, you know, um, again, it wasn't just one person doing everything. But, you know, like for myself, like um, I was able to interface with the engineers on, you know, getting the right piping design because the, the, the original system was like 30 feet up in the air. Um, the technicians explained, hey, you know, to work up there, you know, it, it, number one, it's, it's a very hard or the ergonomics of trying to get up there to, to do work on the valve, just they're, they're not very friendly. It's, it's a lot of wear and tear on the people. So when we uh, redesigned the system, uh, we made sure that it was at ground level. But again, I had to work with, you know, a, a specialist on that. And then for like the actual installation, it was, I had to have another specialist that like he interfaced with the welders. Uh, he did like a lot of work over in, in the Middle East and, um, you know, he was, uh, he was from the United States, but, again, he worked over there, extensive welding experience. And, again, it wasn't just, you know, me. Like, I would, like, give the guidelines, and then I had to, like, build, like, checkpoints, tasks. And then, you know, um, I would meet with him. You know, he would interface with the technicians working on the, the welding. And, you know, I had to keep track of the costs. And, and again, you know, I, I know I'm talking about, like, at the plant, but, you know, it, it would go to things, you know, here at the church. Like, if there's any event that we need to plan, you know, we, we need to know, like, okay, well, what, what are our budget constraints? What are our time constraints? Um, who would be best fit, you know, for this task? I mean, you know, some people don't really like to be in front of crowds. You know, I, again, we're all called to minister, but, you know, not, not everybody wants to be in that public eye. So, so, again, you know, you've got to really, um, I would say another important part of project management is really knowing, like, the capabilities of your team. So, you know, I had to, um, yeah, like, for instance, uh, so, like, these plants, like, they were, at, the plants that I worked at, um, they were designed, believe it or not, like, from a company in Jerusalem, Israel. So, like, an Israeli company came over and, like, they built these plants, it's pretty amazing because, like, in the middle of nowhere, they built, like, these massive power plants where we had to have, like, massive amounts of water to run, like, out in the middle of the desert. Like, they made a way that, okay, like, here's water, here's this full-blown generating plant. I don't know. I just still feel like, even to this day, I'm so thankful to God for that opportunity to, to have worked there. But, but again... Um, yeah, get, getting back, though, yeah, it, it's really about, you know, knowing your team, you know, knowing your capabilities, and, and really, yeah, like those task lists, it might just seem like, well, why am I doing this? But you really have to lay everything out. Um, like, we would have uh, work that would go on at the plant. Like, every year in December, they would uh, shut down the plant, and then we had to do maintenance and um the company's strict. It's, you know, like if you're doing a job or even if you're managing a job and somebody doesn't have like a procedure or a task list, like 
that job could be shut down. So, like, and I'm not saying, like, you, you have to, but it's just a good practice, you know, like, like to lay out the different tasks, lay out the goals. I, I think another important thing is really, um, you know, I'll just mention this from uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 29, verse 18. Um, the first part of that verse, um, it says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. So, so that, that's really important that, you know, any activity that we're going to host, we need to have, like, that common vision. If we don't have that common vision, then really, like, I don't know, that, that's like your, your, your focal point. Like, I don't know, that, that's, that's what binds everybody together, right, that, that vision. You know, for, for us, it was like, okay, well, we need to provide clean electricity to the customer, um, you know, we can't, we've got to be safe about it environmentally. Um, we have to have that environmental stewardship and we need to make sure that like we're taking care of the equipment, you know, a hundred percent. So, you know, it's, um, I don't know, just understanding that, you know, that vision, um, communicating that I, I can't reinforce that. I mean, that's so important, um, to get any project to be successful and, there's some other things in, in the book of Isaiah, going back to those verses that, that are important there. So we were on verse 27. You know, we talked about using the right tools. But then um, also, if we just back up one verse, verse 26, um, it says, so, and again, we're talking about the plowman and, and how that plowman, uh, how he's, he's working on his farm. So it says this, for his God doth instruct him to discretion and doth teach him. So that, that's uh, one thing um, that's very important is um, having discretion. And so like going through uh, discretion, um, that's basically what that means. And I'm going to be reading here because I don't want to, um, you know, to... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to read here. So it says here, um, you know, discretion is prudence, you know, being very careful. Or it's, it's uh, knowledge and prudence. That, and it's that discernment which enables a person to judge critically of what is correct and proper. How awesome is that? That, that here what we're seeing, that God is going to instruct him or any worker to discretion. So again, you know, he's going to give us that ability to think critically on what is correct and proper. And then that's, that's also included in that it's, it's united with caution. It's nice discernment and judgment directed by circumspection and primarily regarding one's own conduct. So again, um, Again, discerning that is, you know, knowing right from wrong, being able to recognize hazards. Again, God is going to give us discernment. Now, circumspection, I know I'm throwing a lot of different terms, but that really is, is caution. Like, again, he's going to give us caution. And, um, yeah, I can tell you there at the plant, you know, it was always we had to have a questioning attitude. Like, hey, the drawing says this diameter should be 24 inches. Well, you measure it in the field, it's 36 inches. So they, they, they didn't build it to the drawing. So again, you know, just the same thing like, like with us, if we're planning an event, you know, I mean, 
I'll give an example. Like, you know, maybe we're going to have uh, elderly people, like, attend the event. The location, you know, did we plan that, hey, the AC is up and running? We might want to do a, maybe have a task to, to, to do a walk down. You know, do we have electricity um, available? Again, I know that seems, like, trivial. <laughs> I can tell you, like, at the plant, we had a major project, and, um we were told, oh, yeah, you can reuse this valve. Well, they <laughs> took it apart, and the internals were empty. <laughs> it hadn't been used for years. So, again, you know, just uh, it's important to always, um, yeah, let, like have that, 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 dis- that discernment, have that caution. Again, approach everything with a questioning attitude. And just on that note, you know, as we go through life, you know, we should always have a questioning attitude about, you know, what it is that, that, that we're doing. You know, um, are, are we really doing the right things? Um, just a few more scriptures on discernment. Um, you know, Psalms uh, 112, verse 5, it says, A good man will guide his affairs with discretion. And also in Proverbs 3.21, it says, uh, the word of the Lord says, my son, keep sound wisdom and discretion. So, again, um, yeah, all, yeah, what I can say is that, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there's definitely, if you're planning an event or any type of uh, project, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces. I mean, you've seen how, like, pastor during the, the, the construction here, right, he, he's showed us plans. Uh, he's gone over, like, the different phases, and again, everything is being uh, thought out. It's, you know, you have to have that, it has to be, like, a, a, a methodical approach, and again, you always have to be cautious about what it is that, that you're carrying out. Um, and I'm trying to see here, so, yeah, really, um, yeah, just some more examples, like, there at the plant, um, I don't know. I'll share this. This was an experience outside of Next Era, but I, I feel that God really, um, he used somebody when I was really young. So the, before I worked at Next Era, um, I worked on uh, control systems, and I was at a power plant, and we had to um, upgrade their, their control system. And basically, it operated like the, the, the whole entire plant. So, and they, they kind of threw me out there on my own, <laughs> And I didn't have any classes on it, so I was learning it as I was there. And uh, I had a manager, but he really wasn't involved. He would just tell me, you know, do this, do this, and this. And he kept telling the plant is, you know what? No, we're, we're, you're not going to manually do this one function. It's going to be automatic. And I remember one of, the, uh, you know, one of the technicians there approached me, and he said, no, no, you can't do that. You can't let that happen. So, like, I, I'll say this openly, yeah, I did not obey my manager. I did make sure there was a backup, a way to manually do it. And when they did the tests on the automatic, um, all I can describe is this. It was, like, interesting, like this little box, like maybe the size of that um, Kleenex box was the controller, and it was put in automatic, and it was moving this this whole entire plan around, moving the power around. It was like David and, and, and Goliath, okay? And guess what? It wasn't accomplishing what it was supposed to. And we, by having the manual means, we were able to get the plant, keep the plant running. And 
the manager got quiet. I never got the recognition, but I know, you know, with God that, that the Lord did, did protect me that day. Um, he protected um, just that, the way that that plant operated. And, again, he really used that, that, that technician. And just to cap off on that story, that, te- that technician later, he became, like, one of the senior directors of that plant. So he definitely knew what he was talking about. So, um, but, yeah, I would say um, I know I'm going in different directions, but, again, you know, I, I go to the Bible you know, again, you know, tools, they, they can be hand tools. You know, you could be doing a job and, you know, they'll tell you, you know, don't use these, you know, flathead screwdriver to try to open up a paint can. Although sometimes, like, we'll do that. But, you know, you're not supposed to use that. You're supposed to use the right tool for the job. When I worked at the, um, I went to the Maritime Academy and then they would say, yeah, we, we don't like crescent wrenches. We want you to use the box wrenches, you know, because you don't want to tear up the hardware. But, again, it goes beyond that. Like, again, if it's a project, do you have the right people in place? Again, know the personalities. Um, know, know the vision. I mean, I can't stress that enough. You know, I mean, as the Bible says, I think that's pretty powerful. Like, the, without a vision, the people perish. That's a pretty powerful word there. So, again, you've got to have a vision. Um, and, and, again, like, have a backup plan, like in that case of that plant. If we didn't have the manual mode, like, I don't know. I think that would have been on the news. <laughs> it's, it's just my thoughts on it. But, um, yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really thankful for this uh, opportunity to come up here. And, um, you know, it's just important that, um, yeah, like if we're planning things out, you know, that we just uh, we think through the goals, uh, think through the tasks, Again, you're not going to make it like, you're not going to get bogged down, but you want to be like at a high enough level that, hey, if I accomplish tasks A, B, C, and D, am I going to get to my goal? Am I going to get to the vision that, that we have? And so, um, yeah, I don't really have much else beyond that. Uh, I, I know it, it might be short or I, I don't know if I went long, but again, um, yeah, I'll just... Um, I think I'll turn it over to Pastor at this point. And thank you for the opportunity to speak. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, praise the Lord. I'm thankful for that and uh, uh, all that he was able to, to show us. <laughs> Again, uh, I think that this is so important, and you may be wondering why this is important now. Uh, I think that this was fantastic as a leadership thing. Maybe some of you guys aren't necessarily in leadership, or maybe that's not even something you want to do. But uh, there's a couple of scriptures that came to mind as he was talking when I was thinking about the importance of what he is saying. Uh, First of all, uh, what came to mind, there's a passage of scripture where Jesus says we are to be harmless as doves, but wise as serpents, right? Um, implying that when we're dealing with people, uh, Christians, although, again, we must have the fruit of the Spirit, that doesn't mean that we're naive or bad at doing things. 
And when people in the world or companies in the world and Brother Judish with all of his training, all of that, that can benefit the church in this way. Um, and actually that word wise, it's the same word that is used in Luke 16 and 8 when it says the children of the world are wiser than the children of the light. So it's not implying, again, that they know more about Scripture, know more about this or that. It's actually implying in business dealings, in handling things like project management. They are wiser than the children of the light. What he's saying is, he's saying oftentimes as children of the light, we don't have a lot of experience. I tell you what, I was born and raised in the church. I mean, I pretty much was born inside the church. It wouldn't surprise me if I found that out. But um, because I just, I'm born and raised here. But I remember when I was probably about 18, 19 years old, when I was put into, actually, I was a little bit older at this point, maybe 21, 22. Uh, I mean, I didn't know any of this stuff. I mean, I didn't know anything about leadership or project management. I had a position in our district, a sectional position. And I still had no idea what I was doing. I remember sitting in a meeting. And um, they were talking about a few things. They were talking about some events that were coming up. And one of the guys who I knew, you know, you knew to be a little bit more smart, you know, he was one of the more smarter people in the room. He just kind of said, like, so what's the plan in communicating this? They're like, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're just going to, you know, send out some stuff. He's like, no, but what's the, the specific plan? He said, I've never been is somewhere in a position or at any company where there wasn't a communication strategy. There wasn't something laid out. He said, so what's our laid out communication strategy? They said, oh. And he had to teach us all, hallelujah, how to do that. And uh, I ended up incorporating a lot that he did then into the church, our church now, into the position I was in. But it really started getting me thinking along these lines. Okay, how can I be more organized? It's great to say, yeah, let's see growth. But how are we going to see growth? It's great to have a vision. I want to grow 100 more people in the next year. How exactly are we going to get that? With your ministry, how exactly are you going to grow your ministry? Where are you trying to take your ministry? There's times when we need to create brand new cultures, right? It's not as easy as just, you know, okay, well, we're going to start a prayer meeting, prayer ministry. Well, do we have the culture of prayer in our church? I believe somewhat we do, but we could probably do better with that. Hallelujah. So how do we change it a little bit so we can get there? How do we change it a little bit with Sunday school? Or, you know, how do we get these ministries? If you've got a vision, you say, you know what? This is where I wish we were, but we're not there. How can we get there? What can we do to work towards that? Same thing with serve teams, building fund, whatever it may be. How can we get there? Let's lay out the plan. Let's put as many details behind it. And then let's come up with actionable uh, tasks that we can make happen, that we can, again, track 
and and see as we go forward. Another thing I wanted to, to mention that I think uh, Brother Judish kind of mentioned a little bit was the fact that these plans and uh, those in leadership, you know, I handed out the uh, a couple pieces of paper. Uh, the reason for some of that is accountability, right? So that we can be accountable to our own thoughts, our own desires, our own things. I know for me, if nobody knows, it's a whole lot easier for me to slack off or for me to just say, oh, well, forget it. I'm not going to do it anymore, you know. But if somebody knows, all of a sudden I'm accountable to do this thing or to try to make it happen. So that's why we do that paperwork. That's why we're pushing you. Um, and even now, uh, two months before 2022, uh, I think we started actually three months before 2022 with this paperwork. It's because we're laying out a plan and, uh, and we're setting it forward. What I'd love to do, in fact, is for 2022, I'd love to make some some sort of packet, if not for the whole church, but at least for the core group, on every ministry and their plans and what our vision is for the future. Because, hallelujah, I believe this church has a great future ahead of it. And I think if we could just get a little bit wiser, right, hallelujah, become wise as the serpent, maybe learn a few things, uh, you know, from, from this world and learn a few things from the corporate world and, and all of those things, I think it could certainly help us. But I think a lot of what he said was great, excellent. What are my resources? What are my capabilities? Uh, being honest with myself on what I'm able to do. And if I'm not able to do it, not, not attempting to do that, what am I, what do I, my resources, um, that, that's my, my problem, right? Because I keep making all these plans and I don't have the money to do it. But, you know, <laughs> that's, I think, a problem everybody has, right? But our resources, what are our resources? Uh, what are we able to do? Who are we able to get involved? And all of that. I think that that was excellent using our discernment, our discretion, our caution, using all these things that God has given us to, uh, again, uh, exercise wisdom, and again, being wise, wise as serpents, and uh, being able to grow in that. But I, I tell you, um, all of this, it's, it's because I am trying to create a culture here. I'm trying to create a culture that says, you know what, I think we could, we could step it up a little bit better in our planning, in our vision, and it also is saying, you know what, I don't think I need to have the vision and the planning for all of it. Um, it's, it's my way of handing it off and saying, okay, it's no longer my leadership. It's our leadership that's going to see this thing moving forward. And, um, of course, I always will be there to support and to help. And, again, as the accountability partner for your ministries, but, um, but I'm here to, to help you to grow uh, I tell you, I, I wish, I wish I had somebody who kind of, you know, pushed me a little bit more, encouraged me a little bit more. I don't know that I necessarily needed. I was a young and I hit the, the, you know, the, the ministry road <laughs> already in full speed, but I wish I had somebody to just lay out some of the basics and said, you know what? I know you're excited about the Holy Ghost. You're excited about ministry. You're excited about doing something for God. Well, let's get organized, and let's be intelligent about this. Let's be wise about this, and let's do things in a more excellent way. I'm wondering if we could stand right now.
That really hit me, though, when I thought of that, Luke 16 and 8. Um, almost every preacher or pastor that I know that pastors a large church, they're also very good at administration. Because sometimes that's a curse word in church. We're not allowed to have the Holy Ghost and administration. <laughs> but that's just not true. And when I saw this, children of the world are wiser than the children of the light, I thought, well, well, if there's any area, we've got the Holy Ghost, we need to continue to pray, we need to continue to worship, continue to preach. Let's keep doing everything we're doing in the Holy Ghost. But if we could just inherit a little bit of that wisdom when it comes to administration, I'm talking about myself included, inherit just a little bit of that wisdom in administration, a little bit more wisdom in project management, a little bit more wisdom in planning out our vision for the year and planning out our, our events for the year. If we could just get a little bit more of that, how, uh, how impactful could we be with the Holy Ghost and with that wisdom, right? <laughs> with the Holy Ghost and with administration, with the Holy Ghost and with project management and event management and, and all of that stuff. So I'm wondering if we could take a moment right now and really just lift up our hands and say, God, I pray, Lord, help us to be wise, Lord, as serpents, God. I believe you've given me the Holy Ghost. I believe you filled me with your spirit. I believe you're doing a great work in me, Lord. I pray, God, that you would help us